petite Syrah. A little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feel. It's, it's the, the best nightcap. Cheers. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hosted by Transistor.fm. Hey guys, Sarah here. Uh, before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know that uh, because of the pandemic that we're all currently living in, all of the episodes going forward um, were recorded with Zoom, so the quality of the sound is going to be different than what you normally expect. Also, we recorded these episodes ahead of time, so what you're hearing from us doesn't reflect what's currently going on in the world. Uh, who knows what's going on in the world by the time you hear these. Hopefully we're doing better and getting a grip on this crisis. Uh, anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Uh, welcome, everyone. You're listening to Petite Sarah. A little extra. Exactly. So you do know too many languages. What was that accent? Uh, the accent <laughs> of love, Sarah. Oh, I thought I felt the amore. <laughs> this is sarah this is desi welcome to our little extra piece of love here (gasps) do you hear me (gasps) oh is that a kitty oh my god that's such a cat hello oh what a pretty long-haired calico look at her hi hey everybody we're recording via zoom and i get to look at desi's cat who is gorgeous and adorable i'm sorry you didn't all get to witness we can post a picture i have about a thousand (laughs) you have a picture of your cat (laughs) yeah just dozens upon dozens i have actually a couple (laughs) of albums i could send out upon request (laughs) (laughs) but if you decided like you know how on Shutterfly or some of those photo services, you can just print the stuff from your photo reel and you just like started sending them to everyone, just all your cats. If I got a photo reel of your cats in the mail, I'd be happy actually. Oh, speaking of random stuff that comes in the mail, I got a a graduation invite addressed to me, uh, like a graduation announcement addressed to me of a person I have no clue who they are. I've been watching my brain for two days. I'm like, there's one person it might be, but I would bet $6,000 that the person I think it is is a blonde and the person photographed on this graduation announcement is Burnett. <laughs> okay. Where did you come up with $6,000? And is the graduation high school or college or what? It's high school from somebody that, from a random person that lives like four hours from my current location. And um, I feel like it's a scam to get me to like out of my guilt to send a graduation card with money to the address listed, even (laughs) if I don't know them, which I would do because I have like extreme social guilt. (laughs) Awesome. great scam yeah and they totally like got their target right because i feel like it's been two days and i still feel i almost bought a graduation card today to say to send them i don't know this person (laughs) oh my god that's funny yeah all right should we spin the imaginary wheel 
Yes. Oh, this one's for you. This oh. One. No, you want it to be for me? No, I don't care. It's imaginary anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it landed on funny. What a coincidence. I have a story all queued up. <laughs> okay. So my story happened uh, a while ago. And it was while I was still on the telemetry unit. And I got this patient down from the ICU who had had a um, cabbage and valve replacement. I want to say MVR. Um, and I'm taking care of him. He's doing all right. You know, a little anemic. So his energy level's low. He's just like kind of not excelling at the recovery, but not doing terrible. So I get him. I hear his like, it's like nine o'clock. I'm passing his meds. I hear his phone ring and I'm like, all right, well, I'm finished up here. I'll let you get that walk out. Then like at 1130, I go back in to empty his JP drains and I hear his phone ring again. And it's this really pleasant jingle. And I'm like, kind of joking around with him. I'm like, man, who's calling you at 1130 at night? Don't they know you're recovering from open heart surgery? And he's like, my phone's not ringing. And I'm like, don't you hear that? He's like, yeah, that's my, that's my pacemaker that they put in. <laughs> yeah. They had had to put in a pacemaker. I forgot to mention that. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, that's my pacemaker. It's been going off for a couple days like that. And I'm like, just unlike you, I have very limited experience with pacemakers. So they scare me. And so I'm like, okay, interesting. So I go out, I'm like looking all over a unit for our pacemaker interrogator. Inside the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, what? So I'm looking all over the unit for the pacemaker interrogator. We have this new one that nobody's taught us anything about. It's like this iPad and we can't figure out how to log in. We're like monkeys hitting at this thing. And <laughs> finally, my charge nurse is like, you know, what? I'm going to go to ICU. I'm going to get the older one because I know how to use it. So I'm like, okay, go ahead. And it's like, it sends it via like fax maybe. I don't know. It's outdated, but apparently it worked. So yeah, trying to get it to work and we cannot get it to like read. You know, I'm holding the little thing over the pacemaker. By this time it's 12 o'clock can't figure it out. My charge nurse is like, let me go talk to the ICU nurse. You know, maybe I missed like a charger. Maybe they have the charger and, it, and it's at a battery. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just like standing in there. The thing's on. I'm holding this little thing over the pacemaker, chatting with the patient. And all of a sudden my coworker, I hear her like run down the hall. She busts the curtain open and is like, what the beep are you doing? And I just, in that moment, I'm like, what? And she's like, his heart rate's at 28. And, you know, in the moment of panic, as I like kind of know what I'm doing, but not really, the only like conclusion that makes sense to me is that I'm holding a magnet over this man's pacemaker, turning off the pacemaker and potentially killing him. That's the conclusion my mind jumps to. And I'm like, 
what? And she's like, what the beep are you doing? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm like shaking. I grabbed the guy's wrist. I'm like counting his pulse. I'm like, you feel okay, right? Not, you're not dizzy or lightheaded or anything. And he's like, no, I feel okay. And I'm like holding his radio pulse. I'm like, okay, no, that's 80. That's an 80 beat per minute pulse. What the hell's going on? So I'm like, okay, you stay here with the patient. I'm going to go find some batteries to plug into this old school pacemaker interrogation. So I'm like ripping around the unit, looking for double A batteries, freaking out. And when I am in like a moment of, of like acuity and intensity, I don't know if you've seen me, but I'm in the zone. Yes. I think I was there this night because Emily, who's been on her, yes. went to get the batteries for you, right? Yes. She was like, yes, I will get the batteries. And I was like, no, I need <laughs> okay. them now. And Emily's like, okay, I'm getting them. I'm like, no, Emily, I need them now. And she's like, all right, I need to take it out of my pump. And <laughs> it's her, her insulin pump. She, she like handed it to me. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I got to go. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to need that back. It's a lithium one. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I like figure out, I do the interrogation. Emily figures out the new updated iPad interrogator. We're able to send it to the Medtronic rep. By this time, it's like 1245. They call, they are so pissed off that I decided to interrogate this man's pacemaker in the middle of the night. The rep calls. She's like, really? And I'm like, well, you know, this is what's up. And I let her know it's been missed for several days. I'm just trying to do my job. She's like, yeah, something's definitely up with it. I'll send a rep out at 7 a.m. tomorrow or today. Uh-huh. So I, at shift change, I text the surgeon and I'm like, Hey, just wanted to let you know that so-and-so's pacemaker started uh, giving off a very pleasant jingle several times throughout the night. He states it's been going on since surgery. Nobody's caught it yet. Uh, the rep will be here at seven. And it turns out the guy's pacemaker, like the leads, or that's what they're called, totally jacked up. They had to go and do a full sternotomy again and fix them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah, I felt pretty good about it, you know. Minus the like, utter shit show that was my thought process throughout it all. <laughs> Whatever. No, your instincts were totally spot on. I mean, it's a funny story. But yeah. like, <laughs> it's funny because people don't know, like, uh, Ryan's stepdad has a defibrillator that the battery was dying. Anyway it kept making a noise. And for two or three days, he and Ryan's mom thought that it was their cell phones and they kept checking their cell phones and trying to figure out what alarm was going off. And it was coming from his chest. They didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. Why wouldn't they make it a scarier jingle? It was like a pleasant little jingle that kept coming out of his chest. <laughs> for most of the devices, there's supposed to be three sounds. One is pleasant and it's just like, hey, something might be up. You should probably go check with your doctor. The second one means, oh, it's been a long time since I've worked in the device clinic. So this might be wrong. <laughs> the second one means like, uh, something could be wrong. You need to call pretty soon. Like you might need your battery replaced. And there's one that sounds kind of like a European ambulance. And that's 
go to the hospital right away. Like there's something wrong with your wires or the battery's completely dead other than it keeps making this noise, whatever. I don't know. There's, there's supposed to be three different sounds and like increasing levels of intensity. Um, Sorry, I didn't explain that very well. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Some sound okay. Yeah. I'm glad I was, you investigated that. What the hell? Yeah, that was it was a wild night for me just because it's one of those things again, like I've been a nurse for like three years and have dealt with a myriad of experiences. But you know, something simple like that, I'm like, wait a minute, I've never dealt with this. I have no clue what I need to do. You know, <laughs> like, and it's pretty simple. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great dance. You look like inflatable flailing arm man. <laughs> That's my go-to. My shoulders are notorious from from the whole western seaboard knows about these shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to spin the wheel for myself. Right. Oh, oh, it landed on funny. Oh, wow, what are the chances? Two funnies in a row. That's what the world needs right now. It is. <laughs> the wheel is choosing this destiny for us all. Uh, okay, there, this is like, not hilariously funny, but it gave me a good chuckle. So um, I was, oh, hi, kitty. I've been covering in the office a lot lately. And I was on phones a few weeks ago and I had this patient and she called and left a voicemail that was just like, my blood pressure, it was something normal. It was like 110 over 60. And she was usually around there, but it was just slightly below how she normally is. And she was worried about it. So she's like, my blood pressure is 110 over 60. And it's usually around 115 or more, you know, over 70. And I just want to make sure that I'm okay so that I can go watch the Chicago firemen on TV <laughs> out this evening. <laughs> oh, a lady after my own heart right there. I've never seen the show, but she told me pretty much all I need to know, which is that um, Kelly Severide, he is very handsome and he's like a bad boy, but like very sexy. And then the there's gold. With a heart of gold. And then there was the, the other one that she thought was really handsome. Was his name Matthew Casey or Matt Casey? I know. I've only seen the commercials and I know they're hot. <laughs> I Googled them both as we were talking. I'm like, mm -hmm, tell me. Yep. <laughs> I ended up staying on the phone with this lady for like a half an hour. Is she also, so she lives by herself. We're in the midst of COVID during this time. She hasn't been out of the house in six weeks or more. Hasn't seen anyone. You know, there's people that normally give her rides to here and there. She hasn't been, that's not happening. So she just needed someone to talk to. And we ended up talking for 30 minutes and it was mostly about sex. So she told me all about the firemen and how she's 70 and she doesn't know what she could do with them anymore, but she can sure imagine. And <laughs> asked me if I am, you know, have a honey. And I said, Oh yeah, I'm married. And she was like, you go home and you make love to that man. <laughs> oh. you 
time. How long have you been married? And I said, oh, just about a year and a half. She's like, oh, you guys are still in the midst of just humping every day, aren't you? <laughs> you should just be humping every day. <laughs> so funny. It was the best conversation. I didn't even, I didn't want to get off the phone. It was the end of the day. And I was like, mm, we're both lonely. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> what a gem. I yeah. hope she ends up in, well, I mean, not really, but you know, I hope I end up being her nurse someday. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the ICU was funny. <laughs> But yeah, I get it. It's fun to have like little ladies as patients that just say whatever they think. It's like what I aspire to be is just an old woman that says everything that comes to mind. Yeah. I can't wait to just have like being old as my excuse for being inappropriate. Yeah. Did you just fart? You smell like a fart. I can't <laughs> say that to people. <laughs> my favorite is uh, when they ask people if they're pregnant and they're like, obviously not, but it's, it's like, come on, man. That's like ingrained in you from grade school. Don't ask unless you know. You know you're not supposed to ask that question, grandma. You're just a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> One day we'll be those bitches. I had a patient, just real quick. I had this patient. She was so sweet. I was really trying all night. We had good conversation. She was sweet. I was, you know, very indulgent in trying to make her feel well taken care of. But by the end of the shift, I was done with her. Oh my gosh. She was just, she was like, this IV is hurting me. And I was like, okay, well I'll take it out. And then I like switch over her line to the new IV and she's like, well now this one's hurting me. And I'm like, okay, well then I'll start a new one. <laughs> So I go to start one and it's like tiny veins. So I do 22 and I like barely like do my first initiation into the skin. And she's like, that looks like you just blew it. You totally just blew that vein. Look at it. It's a total blowout. And I'm like, it is not a blowout, ma'am. <laughs> just like, for whatever reason, I guess she's not a morning person either because she just took a total turn for hood at like 5 a.m. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like telling me all her very specific medications. She's like, well, I have to take that one an hour before or after I eat, but then I have to take the next one 12 hours after that. And I have to eat two hours before or after that one. So I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, 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 A, you're in PO. So breakfast off the table anyways. B, uh, this is a non-formulary med that I have to send to the pharmacy anyways. So you're not going to get it before two. I'm just trying to, you know, prepare you. And she just kept reiterating her like weird timeline frame for these meds she takes. Oh, you're like, sorry, but you're here now. And I'm like, it's seven o'clock. So I no longer care. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, I did. It's a problem. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Uh, please get in touch with us. We will tell your story on this magnificent platform of ours. We will, especially if it's a good one. <laughs> a good one. I expect like a four-page dissertation if you're going to email us a story. <laughs>
You can read those. Right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. These short teasers are excerpts from comedian Aiden Park's book, The Art of Being Yay. Think self-empowerment with a comedic twist. These are tough times we're all going through. Who couldn't use a little mental health wellness and laughter? For more of The Art of Being Yay, visit AidenPark.com. That's A-I-D-A-N-P-A-R-K.com. Sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Storygram Podcast Network. Let me tell you something else. Anger. People do this stuff with anger, too. People are angry. Don't be so angry. It's not virtuous. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What? This drives me crazy. If we are cavemen and, you know, we're building a home and then somebody tries to come in and take our baby, we're going to get mad because we're defending what is ours. Anger is a defense for what is our right, what is ours. And it is an emotion that is actually important. It is an important emotion that needs to be honored, not made an enemy of. What are we supposed to do? Oh, just go out and take my baby. No, come on. If someone cheats on you, you're supposed to be like, oh, I should send them love anyway. No, 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 that's wrong. You should be pissed because someone has violated your rights. You let yourself feel that anger and you respond accordingly because something is off and you honor that, you know?